House of Wellness, thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Get Smith and Nephew at your local Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Welcome back to the House of Wellness. Our number, 131873. We want you to give us a call right now, immediately. Pick up the phone on any health issue you've got. You might be curious about a vitamin or a mineral or a particular healthy ingredient that you're curious to cook with in the kitchen or you're struggling with an injury that we can simply give you some advice on. 131873. But first, let's dive in to our first topic of the day. Winter is on its way. So today, we're going to look at respiratory illness in our young people in particular. Joining us on the line is Dr. Lexi Frydenberg, General Paediatrician at the Victorian Children's Clinic. Now, welcome to the show, Lexi. What I want to start with is what is the most common cause of respiratory and breathing infection in kids? What is it? Good morning. Yeah, so we see so many different viruses that cause breathing issues in kids, but the most common and most significant is RSV, which is respiratory syncytial virus, which is an absolute mouthful. Um, But it causes infection and inflammation of the small airways of children's lungs and can also cause pneumonia. It could actually affect kids of all ages as well as adults, older adults in particular. But luckily, most children have mild illnesses, um, but obviously we see more severe illnesses in children who are younger or premature. And it can also trigger asthma episodes. So RSV is the most common, but there are lots of viruses that can cause breathing issues in kids. Dr. Lexi, I feel like one of the things, I've started hearing about RSV a lot more recently, but one of the things that's often difficult is to know when to identify, you know, that your child might be suffering from it. So what are some of the symptoms of RSV? Yeah, look, the symptoms are quite nonspecific. So many viruses um, in children have the same symptoms. And your job, or people's jobs as parents, is not to actually work out which is the virus that's causing it. But often it's a runny or blocked nose, fever, Uh, coughing is really common and wheezing or difficulty breathing. So if your child's breathing really fast or struggling, if they're really wheezy um, and if they're irritable with a fever or not eating or drinking, worth getting them checked because, as I said, it's not your job to identify which virus, but it's your job is to make them comfortable and get the right help. Lexi, bearing in mind that the virus doesn't really um, show itself symptom-wise for about five days or so after infection. How do you reassure that parent who presents or who who says, right, I need an antibiotic straight away. I'm going to hit this on the head. I I just need my child to get back to childcare. How do you reassure that parent who presents in front of you seeking an antibiotic? And how do you explain rationally that an antibiotic will be of very little use? Yeah, so I think that's a really good question. RSV is a virus and viruses don't respond to antibiotics. Antibiotics work well against bacteria. And the good news is most infections are mild. So I think we as doctors can you know, readily reassure the parents in front of us that if your child has mild symptoms, which are more likely viruses and more non-specific, they don't need antibiotics. If your child gets, starts getting really unwell, really lethargic, struggling to breathe and you're worried, get them checked because occasionally you can have what's called a secondary infection, a bacteria on top of the virus, and then they might need antibiotics. But viruses don't respond to antibiotics. Um, and it's really good you know, comfort care that's important. So making your child comfortable with paracetamol or ibuprofen if they're miserable, lots of fluid because dehydration is a big problem. But 
as I said, viruses don't respond to antibiotics, so most of the time they won't need antibiotics. I think a big question that a lot of parents have is that point that there's obviously self-managing illness at home, but when should we see a doctor when our child has a virus? Yeah, so we're particularly worried with really young children, so babies less than three months or if they're struggling to breathe, getting dehydrated, if they're floppy, lethargic. If your instinct as a parent tells you there's something wrong here, get checked, go to hospital. No one's going to send you, hopefully, away. Um, But, you know, with the older children as well, if you're managing at home and they're just getting worse, and you're worried about them, go and see your GP because many a time they won't give you any antibiotics or any um, prescriptions, but they will check for dehydration. They will help you decide when does your child need to go to hospital? How unwell are they? It's so important, this information. Really appreciate you having having you on the show today, Lexi. And I wanted to share some information, some fact sheets on RSV so people can find out more. Now, we understand that you're a co-host on a podcast. So wherever you listen to good podcasts, search for Kids Health Info Podcast. That's run by the Royal Children's Hospital. And I also want to make sure that people have uh, a little bit of information. So where's the best point that they go? you know, from a website perspective, Lexi? Yeah, so the Royal Children's Hospital, we have some great kids' health information fact sheets and we have one on RSV as well as other more general fact sheets on fever, cough. Um, also, Raising Children's website is a really good one for general health information. Oh, you are amazing. Thank you so much for, ha- uh, for coming on to the show, Dr Lexi. We appreciate that. Let's jump into your calls here at the House of Wellness. Let's start with Sarah in Melbourne. Good morning, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. How can we help? Hello. Um, I just wanted to ask you, Dr. Quigley, about Sorgren's syndrome. I don't know if I've spelled it right. No, you've done well. You've done well, Sarah. Shrogan's is how we say it, but it's an incredibly impossible thing to spell. Just remember, I'm not a medical doctor. I'm a pharmacist and I'm a master herbalist. But in the case of Shrogan's, bearing in mind it's an arthritic issue. So there is some amazing information around, particularly through Arthritis Australia, where you can get fact sheets on what Shrogan's means. And whenever we talk Shrogan's, we think dryness, so dry joints, dry skin. But it it can become a lot more serious than that. So... I assume your doctor has given you some advice if you've had that diagnosis or or a friend has had that diagnosis, but it's the dryness. Be aware of how you manage it. It, It's okay. You can manage it and live with it for a long time, but it's the staying comfortable and retaining your quality of life that's most important. Thanks for the call, Sarah. Let's jump to Carol in Cairns. Good morning. Morning, Carol. Good morning. So just wanting leg cramps. Mm -hmm. I think, I think I've tried everything for them and I still keep getting them. I'm checking magnesium, mm-hmm. um, cranberries, tablets of the night time. Still happening. Oh, yeah, and I, if I, it happens more, I seem to stretch in the middle of the night. The Yes, and, and sometimes you can stretch, Carol, while you're asleep and not even know and then suddenly bang. Yes. Look, magnesium yes. is the usually the ideal way. And if you're taking magnesium and it's not working, it's showing that you probably aren't taking enough magnesium or it's the wrong type of magnesium and it's not being absorbed. So depending on whether you've got tablets or capsules or powder, I'll rank them in order. The powder is best because you can adjust the dose. Tablets in women over 40, 45 particularly, take a long time to dissolve in your tummy. So get some magnesium powder. Start with a scoop 
at night and maybe half a scoop in the morning. And if you can give me an ongoing update on that through the House of Wellness website, there's an Ask tab there, Carol. If you can get the correct dose of a magnesium powder, it will give you relief within a couple of days or a couple of nights. So do that. Keep those calls coming in, 131873 after the break. How to manage wounds here on the House of Wellness. You're listening to the House of Wellness right across Australia. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the home of real brands and real savings. Build up your bone strength with Swiss Ulti Boost Vitamin K2 from Chemist Warehouse. Formulated with a premium quality formula. Just one daily capsule supports healthy bones and helps maintain bone mineralization. Plus, it supports the absorption of dietary calcium. Support bone health with Swiss Ultiboost Vitamin K2 from Chemist Warehouse. Always read the label and follow the directions for use. Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day.